0: Biohacking masculinity, what the fuck does that mean? Well, we're gonna get into that today. And not so much the conversation and the nuances and the details and the science of biohacking specifically, we may touch on some of that, but more so how understanding your biology is correlated with and connected to your masculinity. More specifically, how that affects the way that you see yourself, how that affects the way that you show up in life, and how that impacts every other aspect of your life. This is just one facet of healthy masculinity, of well-rounded masculinity. And today we're gonna dive into that because I'm fresh off of a conf- conference and have all kinds of ideas swirling for myself as well as uh, some ideas I thought I'd pass along to you. So if you haven't already, I would encourage you to subscribe. Uh, please leave your reviews or comments, feedback. Um, I. Read every single one of those, and as we continue on these episodes down the road, then I use what you guys offer uh, as ideas, as inspiration for things to talk about. But let's dive into biohacking masculinity. Men, we are not simple, chest-thumping, rock-smashing, fire-starting barbarians. We have death. We intensely feel. We are scared, yet brave. We love to have fun. We're imperfect and make mistakes. We're compassionate and loving. We are multifaceted. Let's explore the reality of masculinity together. All right. Today's topic, I can honestly say that I have been experimenting with for years, Uh, even as far back as when I was in the Marine Corps, started with taking personality tests And you may not say that that's biohacking specifically because it's not working with your biology, but it's this deep-seated desire to better understand myself. And for me, I fit that into kind of a biohacking uh, category because my own definition of biohacking is just maximizing your life and and maximizing your life. That's oversimplifying a very nuanced and detailed topic, but it's either maximizing the longevity of your life. I have said that I'm going to live to be 127. I may make it to 130. I may make it to 90, but I personally believe That my goal is to live my life today in a way that is going to set me up to live, to be over a hundred years old and actually enjoy that life, not be in a wheelchair for the last 25 years of my life. So biohacking has been an intricate part of that because I'm wanting to maximize that longevity of life. Now, the other side of biohacking is improving the quality of the life that you have. So let's say that you only live to 55, heaven forbid, or, uh, you know, 75, whatever it may be, it's maximizing your life. So it's maximizing the longevity, but also maximizing the quality of the life that you have, however long that may be. And you may be asking, okay, that sounds great, but how does that tie into masculinity? Well, I can give you one of probably 50 examples for my own personal life and that is that years ago is probably about five to seven years ago somewhere in that window, uh, I was dealing with depression. I there was a lot of stress going on in my life and my marriage at the time wasn't good and I was deeply deeply depressed. And anyone who knows about depression, the, you know the, the downward spiral of depression, where you're feeling low or you're feeling down. And so when you're feeling that way, you want to run to coping mechanisms or you want to run to unhealthy food that just tastes good in the moment, but actually isn't ultimately good for your body. Or the list goes on and on as far as the things that you may run to when you're feeling depressed, the other side of is that you're not working out. You're not, you're, I was very lethargic and not moving and not being physically active. And that had me at a really bad mental state, but physically what was happening was if you've ever explored testosterone or uh, TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, um, then you know that the level of testosterone that both women and men have, you, you need it. You also need, us men, we need healthy levels of estrogen, which I can get into in a little bit, but... For me at the time, my testosterone was ridiculously low. It was in the low 200s. And so for me, what it meant was not only was I feeling overwhelmed, not only was my cortisol shot, my adrenal gland shot, I was just at a really, really low place. And at the time, because my testosterone was so low, I didn't have drive. I didn't have that thing that kind of pushed me over the edge to get outside of this funk that I had been in and what I needed at the time was some help. So I went ahead and and got on some testosterone just temporarily to bring my testosterone up. And that wasn't the end all be all cure all for where I was at. I still had my stressors, but what I also had was a, my hormone that helped fuel this area of drive and just being able to go after things and being physically active that regulated up enough to be able to help me begin to do healthier things. Now, that said, I was still on antidepressants and a bunch of other things, and I still had unhealthy habits that I had formed while I was depressed that I had to confront and work through. I still had challenges in my marriage. It, it, it wasn't the end-all be-all cure-all. And I think that's an important point to, uh, to stress when it comes to biohacking. Sometimes people are looking for that magic pill or that magic solution that will just make their life better, which that is admirable in and of itself. But you have to be aware of that tendency or that desire to find that easy route or that one thing that fits everybody. What I love about the biohacking community as more and more science and technology gets wrapped into this is that the, if you work with somebody who knows what they're doing, they're working with you specifically and the subtle nuances and the details that are specific to you, you know, what you may need to get dialed in and feel better, maybe completely different or counterintuitive or negative for me. And so it's important to see what you're working with for you and there's a variety of you know blood tests and hormone tests and a variety of things that you can explore i just went to a conference this weekend on biohacking and a company that i heard present was the dna company and this isn't 23 andme me you know you were born in or your ancestors came from mostly europe but some in africa etc it's actually getting into the subtle nuances of your specific DNA, and then things that you can do to help refine that or improve weak points that you have. And I have not taken the test yet. I plan on it. I I absolutely love looking at tests when it comes to biohacking, because what it does is it removes the guesswork for you. You can say that I'm feeling off, but unless you know what's driving that feeling of feeling off. You're just guessing and you may be able to take some standard things to be able to improve how you're feeling but when you get a test those those numbers don't care about your feelings (laughs) they just report exactly what's going on in your body and give you a baseline of where you're at and then what you can do to improve now you may be asking how the hell does all of this tie into masculinity well like i said with feeling off or when i was feeling depressed i was not feeling strong i was not feeling confident i was questioning myself i was questioning my masculinity my role as a dad as a husband all of those things were cascading from the testosterone that i had that was really low at the time and that was just one factor there were other factors and when you are when you have something that's off in your body then trying to do this work, you know, whether it be meditation or uh, going to church or getting involved in community, doing those things can feel like you're, you're trying to run a marathon through a swamp. And the goal really with biohacking connecting to masculinity and how you feel on the inside is really to understand the physical side of things and better understand them and put together a game plan where you can help yourself, and maybe that is partly being involved in community or doing these other things, but if, if you're doing those things while there are certain markers that are off in your body, you're making your process harder than it needs to be. And I don't know about you, but me being connected to my true self, me being connected to my inner king, walking out my strengths that in and of itself already is a challenge because I have these distractions that I can check out to or run to. We've got society that says I should be doing X, Y, or Z, or I've got still unhealthy coping mechanisms that in the moment seem like they're much more attractive to just dive into and, and check out. Or maybe I have an avoidance tendency or an anxious tendency and, and working through those to find a healthier balance inside is much harder when you don't have your body dialed in. And so it's important to understand the numbers that are specific for you so that you can then approach it in a way that is more scientific. You know, I'm, I'm big in science, but I'm also big into the other things. If you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes, I'm hugely a proponent of understanding your inner world and working with your inner child and connecting to your inner King and being involved in community and doing things like that, that give you a rich life. But if you're trying to do those things and you're trying to do them while your testosterone's low, your estrogen's low, your adrenals are shot, whatever it may be, it's just significantly harder and. I think a, an example that may be relevant for a lot of us now, uh, when, when this is coming out, it's in the beginning of January. And if you're like a lot of people, you've kind of got those seasonal blues and there is, you know, one side of the argument, which is to kind of go with the seasons and understand that during the winter time, things slow down. If you look at nature, the leaves fall off the tree and, and fruit doesn't produce and you kind of go with that season. But there's also the side where you may be having those winter blues. Um, I know someone that they have seasonal depression and every winter they go into a funk. They tend to eat more food and unhealthy food than they should. They isolate, they, they do all these things that even though they kind of know it's coming because they don't have a game plan in place, they inevitably fall into those winter blues and then springtime rolls around and they kind of bounce back. It's not to say that you can completely override the winter cold and shorter days and cloudy skies, et cetera, but you can with biohacking, you can have a game plan, whether that be light therapy or saunas or cold plunges or getting, making sure that when you're feeling good, you have a membership at a gym that's set up, you, you can do things to help set you up for success when those inevitable winter blues do come. And so staying ahead of certain cycles that you might find yourself in is important to do because then this person I'm thinking of, you know, inevitably they, when when they're eating unhealthy and they're in those winter blues, Then they beat themselves up and they go into a shame spiral and they kind of cower back when it comes to advancing in life. And then they play catch up and they oscillate between those winter blues and the summer where thing life is going great. And for some people, if the circumstances fit, it may be that you need to move to a warmer climate. I mean, depending on how drastic you need to take things, You are ultimately responsible for your life and what that looks like. If moving to another state or across the country isn't practical for you, then maybe what is practical is around August, October, November, sometime around there, you get blood work done and you get tests done. You find out what's low. You understand the cycles that you personally fall into when it comes into the winter months. And then you become proactive while you're still feeling good with a game plan to help biohack your masculinity, to help set you up so that through those winter months, you're still showing up in life. You're not checking out or tapering back or falling back and then having to play catch up again. And the biggest thing that I I would say in all of this is when it comes to biohacking, And I know that's kind of a a trendy phrase lately. Don't get caught up in the phrase itself, but really see it as an invitation and an opportunity because of where we are as a society when it comes to technology. We have tests. We have things that are available that you can now better understand your body in a way that helps you biohack, hack your biology in a way that helps you just live a a better life to feel more connected it's not going to take away from hard times it's not going to stop you from feeling grief if you're grieving it's not gonna be a supplement to just pop pop the metaphorical pill and all of a sudden feel amazing at all times but what it does do is twofold like i said in the very beginning It sets you up for being able to live a longer life, because if you're being conscious about removing foods that aren't good for you, or you're adding certain supplements that are good for you, or you're making sure you're exercising, those kinds of things, it's setting you up to live a longer life. But I would argue maybe even more importantly is it's setting you up to be able to enjoy the life that you have, no matter how long that is. And that is the ultimate goal when it comes to biohacking is to really use the things that are available to help you maximize your life. It's oversimplifying, like I said, a very complex industry, but I would encourage you to be willing to quote unquote, get outside your comfort zone and be willing to start to explore and lean into what are some things for you that whether it be science has come out and is showing that this is beneficial, or if you know that you have a tendency or a family history of something, begin to get curious about your biology and hack it and and begin to lean into solutions because when you find those solutions, you feel empowered, you feel capable and able to tackle things that maybe those things feel overwhelming if you're not dialed in. So I have been doing this for years uh, when, when it comes to just better understanding my own life, the emotional side, but I haven't really, in my podcast at least, talked about the importance of the biology side of things. And so hopefully today, this is a short and sweet episode, but today I just wanna challenge you and encourage you to begin to get curious and be willing to begin to explore what does it mean to biohack my masculinity? What are those things that I can do? Is it breath work that helps me recenter and realign? Oxygen is a massive biohack in and of itself if you choose to consume it in the right way. Or is it getting blood work done or a urine sample done, et cetera, getting those tests done, being willing to find out what is exactly happening inside your body that maybe the the way that you're seeing yourself has less to do with your childhood trauma or less to do with your bad habits and more to do with the fact that you're just low on something or your gut isn't healthy or whatever it may be. And as you lean into Almost pausing the self-development loop of trying to lean into all of these emotional side of things, which again, I'm a massive, massive proponent for, but maybe it's just for a period of time, you need to hit pause on those things and begin to explore the physical side because it will create a domino effect where if you can get your physical side of things more dialed in, better optimized, then In turn, you can begin to confront some of those childhood traumas or some of those bad habits. You feel more empowered and able to. So again, this is just a quick, short episode to kind of touch base on that. I'm fresh off the conference and pretty fired up about it myself. Uh, I've been doing a lot of tests myself and finding out that, you know, my estrogen was low, my testosterone wasn't dangerously low, but it's low again. And doesn't mean I jump right on to testosterone therapy. It's actually, there's some things that you can take as precursors to help me uptick and upregulate my testosterone. So being proactive in that, I'm not having to play catch up as much and as aggressively and kind of letting more of a, a natural path be able to be the solution. What is it for you? What What is it internally for you when it comes to your physical health that may be holding you back, that may be stopping you from connecting to your strength. Be willing to look at that, be willing to explore that, and you might just be surprised at what you find.